if you are located outside of the European Union, the United Kingdom and or Switzerland, then you need an authorized representative. So I have a good news, you have found it with Easy Medical Device. And if you are also in need of an importer in Europe and in Switzerland, then contact us definitely at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com and I'm sure we can help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll do an episode on notified bodies. So I got a lot of questions related to how, uh, I mean, when we need a notified body, how to contact them, etc. And what is the process? And I wanted to go through this process quickly with you. Uh, we have experience on that because we are helping also companies to, to get a notified body. Uh, we don't have any link with any notified body. Even if I have Tufsuit on a lot of time on my podcast, I have done direct truth to Tufsuit. So don't, don't contact me to say, Oh, can you help me to go to Tufsuit or whatever? I, I don't have. So, uh, the point is, um, we have to, uh, have to follow a certain route. Uh, so it's why we have started to build ourselves at Easy Medical Device some route to contact notified bodies and then to help you to find the right notified body. So um, I wanted just to share with you this process uh, so that you have a clear understanding because people sometimes when they contact me also, they think that it's an easy process, that it's just a, a call and then it's fine, we can organize everything. No, uh, and we'll go through all this and explain that to you. Uh, but mainly you have to understand that uh, if you want to register your medical devices in Europe, uh, it can be a, a long process. Um, so if you are already MDD certified, maybe it's easier for you because you don't have again to reselect a notified body, you don't have to do that unless you want to change it. But maybe you can contact them again and ask them, okay, now we want to move to MDR, they already know you, so maybe it will be an easier process uh, for, for you. But if you are a completely new company and if you are trying now to get uh, a notified body for your activities, it's more a challenge than for you because um, we have now actually a lake of notified bodies. Uh, but the problem is that, um, yeah, notified bodies, and we can understand that they have also not infinite resources. So they will be first focusing on their customers that they already have. And then they will put all the others on a kind of waiting line uh, until they have some resources that are available. And there are a bit of more constraints, but we'll look at that uh, just after. So what I wanted to talk about now is um, first, you want to register your device in the European Union. Uh, your medical device under EUMDR, the same under IVDR, but I'll focus on EUMDR. It's the same kind of processes. I show you where to find the information, but it's mainly uh, the process that is EUMDR uh, that we'll focus uh, on today. So you want to register your device. So what you should do first? First, you should select a notified body. Uh, some people are asking me, oh, can I take, um, I have a, a company that has an office in India or, or, uh, or Japan or, or etc. in China for, uh, for CE marking, can I take them? The source of 
uh, truth, if I can say, for notified bodies to select is in the Nando database, N-A-N-D-O. So I will put also the links on the on the show notes uh, that you can get uh, get that. So the Nando database uh, is the database where all the approved notified bodies are registered. And as of recently, we just received the 33rd notified body uh, for, uh, for uh, UMDR. So if a notified body is not registered on this list and tells you, oh, I can make an audit for you for UMDR, or they are <laughs> lying, or it's a scam, or I mean, uh, the, the source of truth is really the Nando database. You have to go there. But before to go to the Nando database, I mean, you can go there just to check a list. There is 33 names that will appear. Okay, which one should I select there? Before to go to the Nando database, you have to go to another um, to make some homework, if I can say. The first homework to check is, what is your MDR code? The MDR code is the code that is assigned to your product. So it's a, um, a code that is distinguishing different types of products and you have the MDR, which is uh, specifically a code that tells you this product is on this category or this category or this category. And notified bodies, they can be selected only if they are qualified for such MDR code because they have normally to have some resources that are qualified to audit companies within this code. So if a person is not qualified for auditing you under this MDR code, then they cannot audit you. So it's why you have also to understand what is the MDR code of your product. Product or products, because maybe you have multiple MDR codes. So it's, what is important is for you to create what we call a portfolio list with all your products, all the references, the classification of your products, then the MDR code, then also another code, which is the EMDN code. I will tell you just after why. And then from there, you have a full list of the products that you want to register uh, within your notified body. And this will help you to select the right one because if you don't have all your MDR codes, maybe you will select one notified body that is capable to audit you for one MDR code, but not for the others. You have then to verify for all the MDR codes that your notified body is able to do that. And then as soon as you have this information about MDR code, there is another information that you should uh, understand. Um, you have to define which conformity assessment uh, you want to go for. You choose, it's your choice. For example, uh, if you are a class one device, so it's self-certification, there is no need of notified body. So this is your conformity assessment route. If you are under class 2A, uh, you have three choices. Or you go through Annex uh, 9, which is mainly the review of your quality management system and um, technical file. Or you go through Annex 11 Part A or Annex 11 Part B which is another route that you can check on the uh, UMDR where it tells you exactly what is included inside each route. So you read the Annex 9 or Annex 11 Part A or Annex 11 Part B, and you say, oh, I want to be audited through Annex 11 Part A or Part B. But yeah, <laughs> this is mainly what I asked certified body, how many people are doing that? Not a lot. Everybody for any medical devices, 90% of the people, 99 or 95%, maybe a lot, are going through Annex 9 only because it's a review of your quality management system and technical file. And then you can sell as much device as you want during all the period of certification when the others are more restrictive in terms of uh, some, some period of uh, or some products that you are, you are selling. So now that you know your MDR code, now that you know your um, 
your annex, so the route of conformity that you want to go. You have also to define what, who are your critical suppliers. Here you have really to be careful. What does it mean? It means that if you place a name of a critical supplier in this list, I mean, inside the table, this means that you will authorize your notified body to audit them. So it means that you have really to confirm that they are really critical suppliers. Maybe they are not. I had some companies when we reviewed their suppliers. At the end, I said, no, this is not a critical supplier. So why are you taking, putting that there? And then they were surprised why notified bodies were asked to audit them, etc., etc. Because you put them on the list as critical suppliers. So this is mainly the idea of be careful of the definition of what is a critical supplier. So um, it's a supplier where, um, for example, uh, let's take an example instead. For example, a sterilization company is a critical supplier um, to verify. I mean, they have to validate their processes and you cannot verify sterilization. Otherwise, you have to destroy each device one by one to verify that it's sterile. So mainly, it's kind of a critical supplier because it's somebody that is doing something critical. But at the end, you cannot really verify what they are doing unless you have maybe some sampling tests or whatever. But then you have to rely on their process, their validation, everything. And then the notified body wants also to see that this critical supplier is doing correctly his job. So it's, uh, it's really important. Something also important, uh, people are asking me, uh, should some of the suppliers follow MDR? No, MDR is only for the manufacturer. Suppliers have to follow what you are asking them to do, uh, some requirements, but you have under MDR to control and monitor your supplier. So you cannot just let the supplier be a supplier and you cannot control them and tell them what you are expecting from them because if they have the control over you, then there is here uh, an issue also. So uh, this is something that is important for that. Then you have also to define which site will be in scope of your audit because maybe you have multiple sites uh, within your company or maybe you have only one plant, so it will be easy. But if you have multiple sites, then you have to define, oh, it's my site in Germany, my site in France, my site maybe in the US or whatever that will be under the scope of this uh, certification. So then it means that they will have to audit them also. And the last part is also identify the most important part for you, the budget. So uh, the pricing of notified body is normally public, as, I, as we can say. The problem is that sometimes they are made in hourly rate, sometimes they are made in prestation, some, some, so, so it's not really an homogeneous way of comparison for each of them. So what um, I would advise you, you can go also on the show notes, Calitizo, uh, which is a French website that made uh, a research on the pricing of notified bodies and they compare the pricing of everything. So there are some of them that have really clear prices, some of them that are not clear, but there is also some clear conclusion made by Calitizo about that. And I will put also the link on, on, on the show notes so that you can compare prices. But I make a but here because I have some companies that say, oh, I want to go for this notified body because it has a, less pro a lower price, etc." The problem is that this is a big problem. There is not a lot of notified bodies and they don't have a lot of availability. So at a point, don't look at prices. The one that is providing you the best time for um, certification, the best uh, maybe uh, way, etc. So take this one. If somebody says, oh, I can audit you by February in 2023, go for it. It costs a lot. I know, but go for it because maybe the one that has the lowest price can audit you in two years because it has so many demand because it maybe has a lower price. So it has so many demand that it will not be able to audit you within the next two years. So don't be sticked only to the price. Stick to mainly the date when they can come to audit you because this is mainly what is important for you so that you can start already your process. And you will see that the process is long. 
even when you have the date of audit, it's a long process. So it's something that can be really a problem for uh, for some uh, for some manufacturers. Okay, now that you have all those information, you have to fill what we call a pre-application with the notified bodies. So they have all that on their website. So you can go on their website and get that. What we have done with Easy Medical Device is that we have created one big Excel file that we are sending to our customers. And then we collect all the information that all normally notified bodies are looking at. And then we use those information. I'm not doing that. I have somebody that is doing that for me. They use this information to fill all those application forms of notified body that we have selected. So we made already our selection of notified body that can audit us through MDR code, through all those codes. And then we are going then to apply to them. So we are making this free application. Uh, we get that the information. Uh, so one thing that was recurrent to any notified body that we contacted, they ask us, are you looking only for MDR or also for ISO 13485, etc.? Because you have also to select what you want, which annex, etc. So there are some notified bodies that clearly told us, if you are only here for ISO 13485, will not go get for with you. You have to go for ISO 13.5 plus MDR, then we can maybe make something because they have so many demands that they are not focusing on only one process. They will really have everything and it's mainly their choice also to do that. So my advice, go for both ISO 13.5 and um, UMDR because some companies say, oh, let's first do ISO 13.5, then when we will be good, then we can go for UMDR. No, go for everything. You can still make it separately between ISO 13.5 and um, UMDR uh, C marking for technical documentation, but go for all the process uh, on it. So it will be easier. It will be, you can, can have uh, a lot of chance to maybe get selected and then have maybe a date. The date maybe, as I said, will be a long-term date. You have no choice. So take this long-term date, unless there is a new notified body that was selected and then you can rush and contact them and tell them, oh, can you, can you audit me? Can you audit me? But otherwise you have no choice. So take the date that they give you because you, more you are waiting, more the date will, will move, uh, move ahead. So, so, um, what we have then is that you have made your pre-application, you have looked at notified bodies, you say, okay, I will go with this one and they will check during the pre-application that everything is fine, so it can take also some time. And then you do a formal application with signature of a contract, how many you will pay, how many, etc., all those things. Um, and then after that, um, normally your journey with your notified body is starting. The thing is that the notified body has to find within their resources somebody that is capable to audit you and then they will check on their agenda calendar when they can audit you. So then they will give you the dates and say, I will audit you there or there or there. First, there is the audit of the quality management system, as we said, the ISO 13485. So how it's going on this? So normally you create your quality management system, your technical, uh, your, your procedures, all the documentation. Also, the proofs that you are following your procedures, which could be great. Uh, we have already discussed that, I think, on the on an episode with Martin Vitter from TÜVSUD. Uh, you can go on that, and I will try to see if I can put that also on the show notes. Uh, and then you are um, you are working on 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 this quality management system. You are uh, training your team. You are ready, uh, and then at the end you have to get audited. So how the audit will go? We'll go first for it, a stage one audit. Uh, so mainly a stage one audit is just an audit to verify that you have everything ready for the real audit. Why? Because sometime, and I understand notified bodies doing that, sometime notified bodies arrive to verify um, 
not uh, the the quality management system of the company and they find nothing inside they find everything is poor or not good or whatever so at the end say we just planned a five days audit or three days audit with the two people coming to audit you for everything but at the end after 30 minutes or one hour we see what's that this is missing we have already 10 no performances or 10 misses or whatever so why should we continue on that so this is why they created the stage one audit where it is an audit where we have somebody that is reviewing quickly that everything is there that you have documentation that you have procedure that you have evidence that you have things they will not go deep diving if i can say on each document but maybe on some of them just to check that yes they really are good they are signed correctly they have the right information and then they can already raise non-conformances here we have some manufacturers that got some non-conformances from stage one audit then it's not a problem it's just for you to get alerted that there are some non-conformances that you can solve before the stage two audit Stage two audit is not an audit that is happening just after. It can take maybe three months and you define that with the auditors also. It's like, let's give me maybe six months to correct all what I have as a mistake and then we can come back for a stage two audit. So the stage two audit is then the real audit where they are coming, verifying everything, checking everything, etc. They can check elements on the stage two audit, like um, mainly what they will stage uh, check is design and uh, development, production and process control, product documentation, purchasing control, CAPA and post marketing surveillance, GSPR, PMCF, etc. They will check all those information because these information are also linked to the UMDR certification. So they will check that those processes that are needed are also good within the UMDR requirements here. And here for your quality management system, there is um, article 10.9 that is telling you exactly what normally EUMDR is expecting uh, for quality management system. They tell you, for example, for PMS, you have to follow this article, for this, you have to get that, etc. So look also at this. Don't think that because you are ISO 13485 uh, compliant, that you will pass an MDR certification. MDR is asking you to do a bit more than one, uh, what ISO is, is doing. So then you have to look also at the, this article 10.9 to check what are the additional elements that you should put on your quality management system. So now that you have made your stage one audit, that you are ready for your stage two audit, I have just to make an alert for you because we had that situation with uh, one of my own manufacturers. Um, the problem is that and I find it a bit strange, but um, they didn't alert uh, it before on stage one audit. Normally, the one of the manufacturers, they uh, made on the scope that they want to be audited for design, manufacturing, uh, distribution, etc. of medical devices, etc. So um, during stage one audit, apparently everything was fine. So then we moved on the things. And then they arrived to stage two audit. And um, the manufacturer told us that, yeah, they came and they discussed and then they asked us for production and process controls and we showed them the procedure that we have built. But this company has not manufactured any products for the moment. They are still in the design process. Then the audit nearly stopped because mainly how can they certify you for on the scope of design, manufacturing, production and delivery if you have no products manufactured? So how they can check all that? So the advice is if you are putting also, if you want to be, audited only until design, so it's fine. But if you want also to be audited for the manufacturing of medical devices, don't contact a notified body or go to stage two without having initially manufactured some products because then the audit will stop. They will not be able to audit uh, to certify you on the ISO because you have not proved to them that they, you can manufacture products from A to Z. So this is one of the things that can be a bit of a problem. And I find it strange that because they contacted us after, I find it strange that during stage one, 
they haven't looked at that and they haven't asked, oh, what is your, have you already manufactured some products? And then, yes, so he show us a bit of the products and then, okay, let's go to stage two now because you have, you are fulfilling all the scope. I find it strange, but I mean, I don't know. I, I was not there during the audit, so I don't know exactly how they, they showed that. But this is a mistake that maybe you are thinking of doing to say, let's anticipate, let's be the ISO 13485 certificate without our products to be on the market or to be uh, manufactured. And then the, after we get the ISO, then we can start to manufacture. No, the ISO will be checking all the ISO elements that is inside and proofs that it's working. So don't go for a stage two or even stage one audit if you haven't already manufactured a lot. This doesn't mean that you have to wait that you are manufacturing one lot of products before to contact your notified bodies. You contact can contact them long time before because anyway, they will give you a long time before to come to audit you. So contact them long time before, even if you know that you are not uh, ready. But then when you will be ready, you can say, okay, I will be ready around this period. So please provide me a date during this period. And then during that time you are waiting for their application, for everything, you can still continue to work on your process on, on documentation. So don't think that you should contact notified bodies when everything is finished because then you will have maybe one year or two years to wait before they can uh, audit you and they can then certify you. So then, okay, you have made your quality management system uh, audit. Everything, I hope, went well. Then you they have also a second phase, which is a product verification. They can do it before or after, but maybe mainly um, this is the two different phases. The product verification is mainly the verification of your product or products because as I've said, you have many products. So um, this verification is done off-site. It's not a verification that is done during the audit for quality management system. It's done off-site. So you have an assessor that is doing that off-site. And as I told you before, you have this portfolio of products with the EMDN code, uh, EMD, uh, MDR code, etc. So this list will be also important for them because they have, they can, they, they should do a sampling of your devices. What does it mean? It means that if you have a class, multiple class 2A products that are under the same MDR codes, so you have multiple products under the same MDR codes, uh, multiple products mean also multi multiple technical files, not only one. If you have one technical file with all the products, so it's not uh, the case, it's here multiple technical files under the same MDR codes for class 2A, then they can sample one uh, products for all those, uh, this list of class 2A MDR codes. Uh, so it means that if you have 10 products that have the same MDR codes that are under class 2A, which have 10 technical files, then they will take only one and review only one. They should assume that if the one that they reviewed is confirmed, if the one that they reviewed is confirmed, so all the others should be confirmed. So it's the sampling method. For class 2B, it is the same, but it's not an MDR code, it's the EMDN code. Then they will check on the EMDN code. Uh, if you have products under class 2B that have the same EMDN code, they will take only one of them. If you have multiple EMDN codes for class 2B, for each EMDN code, they will take one product. So if you have only one product within one EMDN code, then it's this product that will be reviewed. So this is mainly how this is working. And then um, if you want to know more about this sampling, you can go to the MDCG guidance 20. 2019-13, uh, which tells you exactly how they will be doing this uh, sampling of, uh, of, of products. And if you are class three or um, implantable, non-well-established, so like uh, dental braces, like uh, screws, etc., there is a list on the UMDR, uh, then you will have to review every product one by one. 
class three or implantables non well established, uh, then every product will be reviewed. So if you have five implantables non well established or five class three devices, all of them will be reviewed. Uh, there is no sampling for, for those kind of things. So then detect your technical file. I have made a video on how normally you should present your technical file on um, on the uh, to the notified bodies. So um, this is also something that you can find on the show notes. I will place it there. So mainly you send them your technical files. They review everything. They check that everything is fine. They check the preclinical data, the biocompatibility, the everything, the GSPR, etc. They, they check everything. Then you are also providing them the clinical evaluation documentation, then they check everything. Um, if they are happy, then they can provide you a certificate or they can provide you a, a document. If they are not happy, they can also provide you question and answers to say, this part I didn't understood. Can you clarify that? This part I don't think it's confirmed. Can you maybe elaborate, etc. So they can send you some question and answers. And there is normally a three rounds of question and answer. So the first one, they send you the first time, you answer to them. Second time, you answer to them. And third time, it's like, it's the last one. If you cannot answer anymore, then we have to stop everything and start again from, from zero. And this is mainly how this is working. But this is not the last stage. If you are a class uh, 2B device that is, um, that is um, administering or removing medicinal products from your body, or if you are a class three device, your clinical evaluation will also go to what we call an expert panel. We have also made a video about that uh, uh, with uh, Basila Cry, if I remember. So uh, on the expert panel, uh, mainly there is a group of experts that are uh, assigned by the EU Commission that will review your clinical evaluation. So this was reviewed by your notified body, plus now it's reviewed by the expert panel, uh, which will give its recommendation. There were, there are also some recommendations that are given, that were given by them. So you can look at that also and check those, um, those expert panel and what exactly they are looking at and how you can maybe learn from, from it, which is uh, something that is important here. So those expert panel will give a recommendation. Usually the notified body is following the recommendation of expert panels. And then, if you pass the expert panel, then you are good maybe for uh, certification. If you don't pass, then maybe you have to make some corrections before to do again uh, an application here. So let's say that you are good. Then the uh, notified body would make a reporting showing that yes, you with decision is fine to go for this and that, but it's not done because now it has to go through a commission or some, uh, an independent commission, if I can say, to review all the information that you have provided. And then from there, you can maybe get a decision to say yes. Usually it's yes, because if the notified body has done correctly his job, so then it's yes. And then there will be an issuance of your certificate for that. So, whew. <laughs> you see all the process that we have made here. So don't think that it's something that can take one week or two weeks. It can take one year for all those things, one, two years even for all those things. So. When we said a long time ago that, yeah, you have to apply already for a notified body, you have, etc., because there is not a lot, etc. It's true. It's not a process that will just be made quickly. And if you are even under MDD already now and you have to move to MDR, you have an expiration date on your current certificate. So if after this date you are not MDR, you cannot sell your products anymore. So it's not because you are MDD that you can continue to sell your products after that. So the idea here is to say, you have really to make a lot of effort to help the notified body to audit you 
clearly and, and to not lose any time, to provide them the right information from the beginning, to have the right process in mind, to have everything. So it's why I'm telling you all this to pre be prepared for this or be prepared for that because you have to have a clear plan so that you are your project will be uh, will be successful. Just also a clarification for the newcomers to all this. Um, as soon as you are audited, you will be audited every year. So there will be a, th a three year cycle for uh, surveillance audit, as we call them. So they will check a certain parts of your quality management system, technical files, etc. during uh, during uh, three years. And then they will recertify you. So they will check again everything after three years to give you a new certificate. So the certificate has a three years. I think it can be up till to five years. I read that, that somewhere, but it's notified body of deciding. But usually it's three years. And within three years, they can then come and, uh, and give you uh, another audit to give you a new certificate. So if you fail this recertification, then you cannot sell your products anymore uh, in the in the European market. So this is mainly also something that can be important to understand that as soon as you start with this certification CE marking, it's not a one-year project. It's something that will continue and continue and continue. So every year you have to then be ready for an audit, be ready to answer non-conformances, be ready to be always perfect, if I can say, etc. So it's something that will be for life. So what you will be paying will be a budget that you should have always within your uh, with your accountants to say, budget that to me for next year for the audit, budget that to me for maybe a, a review. And if you have any changes to your products or whatever, if it's a significant change, you have again to inform them. They can maybe come again to re-audit you, etc. before all that. So it's a, it's a marriage, if I can say, between you and the notified body. So let's try to have good relationship with them. Let's try to have good understanding. Let's try to also understand what is their process because you have also to understand that notified bodies are also audited by their member states. So it means that they are also audited for what they are doing. So they cannot let pass something. Otherwise, they can also lose their accreditation to be auditors. So it's mainly something that is really important for you to, to understand. So um, as I say, this process can be really long. So you have really to be ready for it. You have really to, um, to make everything possible to reduce the timelines, to reduce the thing because more um, quickly you go on the market, more you can make money, then more you can maybe reimburse the investment of the uh, notified body. So I know that, as I said, if it costs a lot, but if you are quicker on the market, then you will reimburse your investment quicker. Then if you are waiting two years for something that is cheaper, etc., then you maybe lose already more money than you have win during, uh, by, by doing this. So, so um, uh, as a last point, so as I said, if you want also some help from our side to contact notified bodies, etc. Um, we can do that. Uh, just contact us and we can uh, discuss about it. But you can, with all the things that I told you now, you can already do the your own research. So my my philosophy is also the do it yourself. So I try to gi give you advice to do it yourself. But I know that there are some companies that say, oh, I prefer that an expert do it for me. So then you can contact us and then we can I can have my team that will be uh, gathering information and then asking you to fill a form and then we try to contact all notified bodies and then we can try to get, I hope, an application for you uh, with the notified bodies that is satisfactory with the right price, the right duration, etc. But this is a process that can be uh, really long. So, 
Um, so don't don't be annoyed. Don't think that as I said, I have some shortcuts that can go quickly. I just have some shortcuts in terms of preparation and then making it um, quicker to the notified body so that you can um, you can be maybe receiving an answer quickly. But I don't have a shortcut saying, oh, I know already somebody at the notified body that can make me enter, etc. So there is no route like that for a moment. Maybe later when all notified bodies will be set up, when all manufacturers will be there, maybe then we can make some deals with notified bodies to bring some customers. But for now, it's not. The, the, the demand is too high. Notified bodies are not needing anybody to bring them customers. Uh, it's already like um, uh, it's already uh, like uh, full already for them. So, um, so this is mainly uh, what I wanted to say to you about um, notified bodies, the full cycle. If you have still more questions, don't hesitate. Send me an email at info i n f o at easymedicaldevice.com uh, or uh, ask us also for support if you need uh, to contact a notified body. We'll do our best. I promise nothing, but we'll do our best, and then we can try to help you to uh, to find the the right uh, the right uh, shoe for you. So, okay. So it was really a pleasure to help you here. Um, as I said, if you have some questions, don't hesitate to contact me. And uh, yeah, we are here to help uh, manufacturers to test compliant devices on the market. So don't hesitate to hire also Easy Medical Device if you have any project on uh, quality and regulatory affairs for medical devices. In Europe or also outside of Europe, we are helping also companies for US, for other regions in the world. So don't hesitate also to contact us for that. Okay, it was a pleasure. I thank you very much and I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.